0: Three, two, one.
1: Here we go. Happy Freight Friday. Welcome to Mad Gains Live. Today we are talking about freight difficulties with the most amazing women in the industry. I'm very excited about this episode. Grab a beer. Get ready. Bring your problems. Put your problems in the comments, what you've been dealing with this week. Let's talk about capacity. Let's talk about fuel. Let's talk about lots of problems. Talk about egos. I had a couple people message me and they wanted to talk more about egos in the workplace. So let's get started. First, a big thank you to our sponsors who make this show possible. We have J.J. Keller, who will be your and who are your safety Consultants, if you're a trucking company, and I think they help shippers and brokers as well, but mostly trucking companies have about 150. consultants across the country they handle safety plans training audits inspections hiring drivers incident tracking all that jazz so reach out to jj keller they will help you with all of your trucking needs we also have otr capital which our famous grace is on the show today and you will see her passion for drivers and for truckers and they help brokers too Uh, the thing i love about otr capital is they don't play games. They treat you like your family. There's not a lot of back and forth with costs and termination fees and hidden this, hidden that. Nope. Clean, easy to work with. Reach out to OTR Capital. And then our last sponsor which a big thank you to Swan Leap, which is our freight brokerage TMS. Flexible. They are newer. They're not clunky and old. So y'all just need to look at Swan Leap as your new TMS. They have six months free. If you click on the link that's in the description, they will give you six months free as being part of Madropolis. So let's get the party started. Happy Friday. I saw that Steve Press is in the house. Eric French is here. Next Exit Logistics. Mac Fink, who I love. Vitaly from Canada. And we also have breaded. Butter. The mysterious breaded butter has shown up. What are we going to learn from him today? (laughs) Welcome. Um, All right. So here's what we'll do. I see Grace has joined us too. Uh, We have Grace from OTR. We have Abby. We have Tristan. We have Grace Sharky. So uh, I'm going to do an introduction or you guys actually can do the introduction. Let's start with our famous OTR, Grace. Um, You can go first. Uh, There's a rumor that you're on the beach.
2: I, well, I am. I'm in South Carolina. So I'm sorry nice. my background isn't more exciting, but there's a beach right there. It's um, <laughs> just a beach. Yes. I am Grace Marr with OTR Capital, OTR Grace. It's great to be here. Cassandra, you talk about it so well, but you know, the way we see it is if you know, we just want to help trucking companies succeed. So I am very passionate about the carrier, um, owner operators, small trucking companies, and uh, excited to be here.
1: I love it. Thank you for joining us. Abby, where are you? Are you in Chicago?
3: I am back in Chicago. Yep. I just got, um, actually back from Chattanooga yesterday. So Mm -hmm. back to the cold tundra, it's like (laughs) three degrees and windy and yeah, but uh, I'm Abby director of sales for Riverside transport, and I am so excited to be here and talk about today's
1: topics i'm excited too and abby do you guys have you guys have a logistics company and an asset company right i always yes that we're asset based and then we have a logistics arm so we got it okay. all good to know and then we have grace um grace sharky from i think you're in michigan today right or did you, are you traveling everywhere on a me grace uh, <laughs> can you hear me okay yeah you're good yeah. awesome
0: i I, I you know what I'm not at my home. I'm taking care of my parents' animals while they're on vacation. So uh you can see their old school phone in the background. Yes, I love it. Uh, Some of you might I not know good. what that is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so if that that might ring. If that ring. rings, my bad. Like- <laughs> can you wait? If it rings, can you pick it up? And when you pick up when you pick up, can you wind the cord around your finger and like yeah. pull at it and talk on it? <laughs> right.
4: Uh,
0: oops. <laughs> Go back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I am a great nerd. That's really how I met Cassandra as well. Just uh, I love everything about this industry. I've had experience more of the brokerage side of things, and I love how technology is starting to infuse itself into this industry. And, and... Uh, yeah, I'm uh, i I'd, I'd like to say I'm friends with all of you guys. So that's a thing. Um, <laughs> and. I'm uh, really, uh, especially being Women's History Month and everything, just very into trying to get women to be more vocal in this industry. Uh, mm-hmm. It's something that, you know, uh, Ellen from Women in Trucking has always been, especially this year, has been talking about. Like, this is the year that we're, we're finally starting to uh, be heard. So uh, I love this.
1: I, I love all of you guys. I'm excited to be here today. Yay. I'm so glad to have you. And then my favorite, Tristan from, I think, are you in Atlanta today? Every time I talk
4: to you, you're in Atlanta. or do I'm in <laughs> South Carolina. I'm in South, South Carolina. Carolina. I'm, I'm going to meet OTR Grace at the beach in a
1: minute. Yeah.
4: Ooh, nice. nice. <laughs> was our yep.
1: I know. But I would rather be at the beach than here. Definitely. <laughs> so, um, Tristan, tell us about your business. Um, and you also have a very powerful women's group as well. Yeah.
4: So I'm a broker and a fleet owner as well, Um, two different companies. We have the trucking side, and then I have a brokerage. Um, I'm the founder of what's called the Leading Ladies of Logistics, and it's a group that I put together um, when I got started um, in the industry. I didn't know women, so in 2017, I came up with this idea of putting out this brand that would attract women in the industry, and that's exactly what happened. We have a group with over 3,000 women right now. We're growing and it's, it's really just to help educate women, help them avoid some of the mistakes that me and some of my partners have definitely made um, in our time in the industry. I love it.
1: Um, I think, Tristan, it would be great if you could start off the discussion. Um, we were talking about this a little bit before we went live. Uh, when we were talking about the brokers, the shippers and the carriers and all the problems they're dealing with this month, um, one thing you mentioned was, driver shortage. Uh, we, we don't talk about driver shortage too much on this show. And I think sometimes it kind of feels a little a bit of a hopeless topic. Um, but maybe since you're more of an expert than um, many of us who come on the show in this area, what, what are some of your thoughts and what are you seeing out there right now?
4: Well. Me, for me, I like, like that you huff
1: before, <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh my you know, it, it was mm-hmm. more so me hiring drivers for my company and not getting honest people. You know, I would hire drivers after going through the whole screening process, background check. Drug screen, everything good to go. Great people, good references, and then once they got to work, it's like, oh well. I said I could stay out on the road for a month, but uh, I got to pick my kid up from school on Thursdays, and I'm like, oh Oh my my god, God. it's. I have, I cannot. I will talk all day if I tell you the stories from different drivers that I've personally brought on board, or um, interviewed, it was just always something, you know? So here recently I'm like, listen, I'm going to deal with a recruiting company. Let them do all the work. Let them find me some drivers, let them go through the headache because it's been tough for me as, as an owner. It's been tough. I I do have a good crew right now. And I'm very, very thankful. Um, I was just telling you, we brought two guys on today and I think they're going to be a great fit for us, but that has been definitely one of the things that we've struggled with is just good drivers. And I feel I feel Mm -hmm. like we do very well with paying them and taking care of them, you know, making sure they have what they need. So it's just been crazy for me. Um, I I think
3: loyalty is completely gone in this industry. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it used to be so awesome Mm -hmm. that drivers would be so, you know, like they would treat their brokers or whoever they're working with really well. And it was like a partnership for years. And now it's so hard to come by unless they're smaller, you know, more like mom and
4: pops. Yeah, that's what I'm used to, Abby, because when we got started in two thousand nine, my father in law was my first driver. And we really built those relationships. We ran mm-hmm. loads for the same mm-hmm. brokers over and over. You know, it's it's so different now.
2: Freight's just so good right now though, it's hard to find drivers because many of the good ones are actually gonna go run their own authority. You know, they're gonna run freight for okay. themselves. So that's part of the problem is right now just so good that it's it's hard to find a driver to lease onto your own company because they're they're probably doing it themselves and then when it gets you know harder then they'll go lease back on um to establish trucking companies that can help weather the storm when it gets tight again yeah
0: mm-hmm. the barrier of entry entry is so easy now it is. Like, it is. yeah like there's so many different technologies that can help you find loads there's uh, i think once you figure out the insurance side, which is also getting much better, um, maybe not rate wise, but <laughs> uh, to find <laughs> quotes, uh, it, it's not too difficult. You just you know, have to be able to put that capital into the truck. But yeah, I, I agree with other grace, grace number one that uh, <laughs> it's, you, I think right now is when you see them
1: almost doubling down on it. Mm -hmm. For sure. So to take a step back, I know, like, are you seeing, Tristan, do you remember when, uh, when this thing called COVID hit last year (laughs) and they, a lot of truck driving schools shut down um, for a long period of time. Are you, did you feel the, the gap from, from that? Do you think that's what's driving the shortage or is it still pay that's driving the shortage
4: or just generally? I think it's a mixture. I think it's a mixture and (sighs) The pandemic was tough for me. So I, I, that was a deep dive because it was very tough. I have flatbeds and mm. the rates we were offered during that time. I'm sorry. I had, you, you said pandemic. You're going to get me on a whole nother tangent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's okay.
1: You can get any tangent
4: you want. Difficult. I, I, but, I, but I do think it's a mixture of both. I think it's a mixture. I
1: think so too. I think I'm trying to figure out why, you know, like Innovative Logistics Group just said what I was thinking. It says the younger generation isn't as committed to the poor OTR lifestyle as prior um, generations. Right. And definitely. It's not definitely not a sexy job to have. Um, although some of us might disagree, like Grace, um, I see Grace, I think Grace wants to drive a truck one day. <laughs>
4: <Yes. Really? laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: yeah. It's,
4: no, she's gonna like It's not really a sexy
1: job. We were like, huh? <laughs> like, but I, I, try,
0: expect- I try by myself like normally I'll go on a <laughs> two hour road trip with no motivation <laughs> or profit or revenue behind it. Oh my
5: opposite, gosh.
0: Opposite, just cost. <laughs> um, I think that <laughs> uh, to touch on uh, the sh- shortage if you want to say I think it was Jason Miller like put out, yeah, he does supply chain, he's a professor for supply chain at Michigan State that a lot of drivers were like starting to move into construction. Like uh, it's still that type of like industry, I guess, for them in terms of like the blue collar and and you're constantly moving from job to job. Um, but it, what's difficult about that is I think there's gonna be more infrastructure uh, uh, cost happening. So if that's the industry that they're moving to, like, that's not an industry, I think that anytime soon is, is not going to need workers. So it's kind of, uh, it's kind of scary to think that these two industries that are becoming increasingly important are now dueling for the same, same employees. Right.
2: I so mean, what, I just yeah. go back to, I'm not sure that there's a driver shortage so much, so much as there's a good driver shortage. I mean, there's new yeah, authorities. Yeah. I mean, Drivers are coming into the market all the time. It's just whether or not you want to hire them as Tristan mentioned, you know, Uh, you don't want any driver. You want a good driver. Someone that's got a track record can show you their safety scores, you know, um, understands uh, what tarping means. And, you know, and, teaching all this stuff nobody really wants to take on the brand new driver they're out there because freight is so good right now people do recognize like this is a good job opportunity sure it's not that glamorous as some of the comments are mentioning and you know no it's it's you know over the road lifestyle is hard but people will flock where the money is and the money is there right now it's just that the experience is already taken up those drivers are sort of they're taken
3: Mm-hmm. And with the drug clearinghouse too, I mean, it's only, in my opinion, it's only going to get worse and worse and worse. You know, last year, all of the drivers that got um, in trouble, you know, I think there was, what What did I, I was talking about this last, the last time, but I think out of the 47,000 drivers that got penalized, there was only like 35,000 that came back into the, I don't know, somebody I might correct the me, but moral is, is there's going to be less and less, especially with the, you know, if if they have to pass drug tests, like, let's be real. It's, it's not going to be great. It's not going to get better, probably, unless we pay more and we start teaching it from an early, Mm -hmm. you know, age that this is cool. This is a good job to have. And this is this, this job has purpose. And it's not just something that,
4: you know, should be
3: and innovative
4: just said something and i think it's so true he said there's a shortage of good companies to yeah. work for oh my god literally the two guys that came to meet me this morning they can't they're coming from a company they're still working for and they've had bounced checks you know so oh. it, it, yeah it's it's so true what he's saying like It's the companies as well. You know, drivers are looking for a good company to go to, and that's why a lot of them are bouncing around and not staying where they are. It's crazy. Like, what defines a good company besides having money? Uh, That would be (laughs) 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 good equipment. You know, making sure the drivers are taken care of. They get what they need. I mean, it's a job. They still have to work. But I definitely believe in taking care of my drivers. You know, if it's, yeah. I, I allow them to be a part of the team. Give us suggestions. What can we do better? And the ones that I have now, like I said, I have a really good team. And I'm, I'm blessed. I'm thankful for that. But I feel like that's a part of it, too. You know, you got to make sure the drivers are taken care of. They're on the road. They're away from their families. They're gone for a long time. They miss holidays sometimes. You know, you got to take care of them, too. The benefits, um, definitely the pay.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. I think that's why you see people moving to recruiters, like you said, like yeah. those guys really have almost like a underground black market, like uh relationship with drivers. <laughs> they just like know where they're all, go- those are really my favorite people to hang out with because they just like know, they know what their shippers are up to. They know what, hi, Amanda. They know what, um, <laughs> You look so Nice. I know I only curled my hair because Amanda said she was going (laughs) to (laughs) look but I think that that's really smart that you did that because these recruiters like it's the same reason why people use recruiters now that's what they're really good at Mm -hmm. they got their uh, year to the floor is that the same and uh, they know what's happening so I would definitely if I had a trucking company I would lean on those guys 100%
1: yeah, and yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, welcome to the show, Amanda Miller. For the very first time, we know everybody knows her from being our uh, our uh, comments manager. And sometimes, Amanda, you've had to put people in
5: timeout <laughs> in the comments. I'm not sure, I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, oh, you get put in timeout. There's a reason. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I remember one time there was a guy who was he was he was was, typing away, typing away, going nuts in the comments. And Amanda warned him. She's like, you better slow your roll. You're going to be put out time out again. <laughs> like, and he's like, no, Amanda, please don't put me in time out. Please. I have four more things to say or something like that. She's like, in timeout, you go. <laughs> I'm going to focus on the show, but I was laughing so hard as I see these comments. Um, Amanda, I'm so excited you joined me. You will actually, we're talking about driver shortage, um, driver pay. And it's it's a topic we haven't talked about that much on the show, um, you remember Amanda, we talked about it very early on, but then there was this big gap in the discussion because there's been so much on So many other things going on. Um, but you'll love the comment that Ron had pointed out, Ron Kane, our famous freight godfather. He did talk about how if you're going to do heavy equipment, drivers and construction and other fields can make more than OTR drivers. Man, Zeke, you are fast. Um, and I thought about you, Amanda Miller, cause I was like, Ooh, that's Amanda's. Area, you know your flatbed. I know that you love. What did you say the other day? Steel coils, bleh, something, something. Yeah, steel, <laughs> so raw,
5: <laughs> Yeah, coils, raw steel bars, billets. I mean, sheets, plate. Ooh, talk dirty yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's, not, there's all like, of that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. skidded
0: coils. Yes, oh,
5: no racks. Oh. <laughs>
4: I mean okay.
5: I, I like the big give you know, I like big heavy coils and I cannot lie. Um you know We <laughs> got yeah, equipment, oversized, you name it. I love it. I love it all. <laughs> so how have how, how is the driver shortage in the
1: flatbed areas? Is the same thing? Is I mean is it, by the way, is it is it well I'll let you answer that question, then I'll ask my follow-up.
5: And Tristan, you too I, and anything else just from my perspective and my little baby role in the industry i don't i can't speak to a driver shortage i know capacity is harder to find and i'm paying more for freight than i've ever paid in my whole career which is fine you know the market is volatile it goes up and down it's a free economy it's how it works but i am starting to feel like i've made a couple of down payments on some boats um, for some people to get some stuff moved for customers so Makes a sense. lot of my customers' freight budgets went up in flames this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how, do, how do you manage it?
3: I mean, yeah. I mean, have you guys seen the Morgan Stanley Freight Index recently? Because it's came out like a few weeks ago, and it's insane. There's like it's like the the highest volume freight mm-hmm. in like 15 years, and the lowest amount of OTR drivers. So it's like. We're in unprecedented times. As much as I hate saying that, because that's like literally what everybody says about everything. But
1: yeah, crazy
2: season is coming, and I mean, I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon. No, Mm-mm.
5: no. Mm-mm. There's too it's much freight that's sitting. There's too many customers that need their material. And again, like I do, open deck raw stuff. I don't do food or retail or you know anything like that. So just my little baby corner of the market it's not slowing down. And my customers wanting, asking me, when is it going to slow down? When are the rates going to come back to what they consider normal and it's having these conversations and like having a strong enough relationship with my customers where they'll listen. When I'm like, look, like whatever you thought was normal, you need to just let it go. Like there isn't such a thing as normal in this business. You, I run spot most of the time, I have a core group of carriers for a bunch of project stuff that I do for some good customers. And that stuff I can price pretty well. And those those carriers are, are good to me. I, I was listening before I was able to get on, you know, about like taking carrier, the loyalty issue. I've seen it a little bit, but the, my good carriers, I mean, we've, they've stayed loyal. And like I've tried to take care of them, you know, when it was bad. And they're helping me out when, you know, now by not yeah. asking me for $1 billion mm-hmm. on 100 miles.
3: Right. And that's what relationships are the only thing that's going to really keep everything like normal. But again, we kind of have to figure out the new normal. You know, yeah, if we've yeah. lost 200,000 drivers in the past two, three years, you know, like I mentioned before, uh, I think the show started, I think my company is up to 90,000 um, paying over the road drivers. So this is like, you know, this, that job is slowly gonna become a very high paying career move and, you know, that's obviously gonna also increase um, shippers' budgets and that's also gonna sure. increase product cost, you know? So everything's, yes, sure. everything is, everything is
2: Butter yeah. bread is bringing it full circle. I see. Yeah, what talking he, about. yeah, he yeah I does. saw that. I was like, uh,
1: we know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he or she says, I hope those carriers today are remembering this when they ask why when rates go down, do brokers and shippers ask us to move so cheap flip side of the coin? Mm-hmm. It's, it's very true. Um, and I, I see a lot of posts on social media about the rates right now. And you know, there are a lot of people advising truck drivers, like, save your money. You never know when it's going to turn around, blah, blah, blah. blah. But I would, I would be interested in hearing, um, you know, how I love, I love that. I, and I'm hoping I'm right that truckers are making really good money right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited for them. Um, even with the cost of fuel going up, uh, Grace or OTR Grace or Tristan, I mean, are, 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 are truckers still happy? Are they still, making money and doing well, or is the cost of diesel stressing them out?
2: They're no, still I, making money.
4: They're still making um, money. Good.
1: Yeah.
2: Still making money. I think everybody, you know, is doing very well right now. You know, at OTR, when we see diesel go up, we celebrate that, you know. Gas prices going up mean typically carriers should get paid more. Produce coming, gas prices going up. I mean, one could argue that freight rates could continue to rise, which is wild. But um, you know, this is a perfect storm right now. And uh, carriers are doing great. And personally, I'd love to see it. Obviously, when they do well, we do as, as well. Um, so I won't deny that. But it's amazing because we do see them struggle. As we all know, freight is very cyclical. And... Um, When they struggle, we struggle for them. I, you know, I've been through years, this is going on 10 years now, through years where a carrier delivers a load and says, Grace, I can't even afford a a sandwich when I'm done, you know, Um, so I rally for them when we see this. And absolutely, you know, we want them to, to understand what's going on in the market and make sure that they're pricing themselves well out there.
1: Tristan, what does this right. mean? Barrel prices are moving up and we will see if surcharge rates stay in line. I see that from Innovative
4: Logistics. From Adam. Is that yeah, Adam? It's Adam, too. <laughs> Adam. He's going to be back on soon. Um, That's Tristan. how I met you, Cassandra, through Adam. Great friend of mine. He's great. He's very good. Wait, no, I'm mad at him. No, he's not great. Are you are you mad at Abby?
5: <laughs> <laughs> but but he says, when Abby
4: when Abby touched on um relationships, like that's key for me. I mean, some of my carriers, they're like Tristan, I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. You know, when I have to say, like, look, I know normally this is what we do. You know, can you help me out with this one? It's the relationship. You know, I treat them good. I make sure they get fair rates because I will fight back and forth with my shippers. I have great relationships with my shippers as well. Um, And same thing that you said, we have to explain to them sometimes. We have to educate our shippers on what's going on. A few of mine, sometimes they don't know what's going on out here. They're just like, get me a truck. Not all of them. A lot of them are very well-educated and they know they know um, what it takes. But relationships has definitely helped me during these tough times. I'll say that. Interesting. Think, uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. I was,
0: I was going to say, I think that communicating, especially if you're more of like a, a brokerage or logistics company, shippers, I think, could definitely do this more too. Communicating when you are taking losses or when you are kind of bending your back for a carrier more is going to help you for when these times flip. I can't tell you how many times I would say, listen, like I'm getting these covered for this rate, but I know that you've come through for me in different situations. So I'm going to come, but if you're not having that Mm -hmm. exact conversation, how are, how do you just expect them to understand that transparency? Um, I think a lot of times it's like, especially if so fast, right? Like, how many loads can I get done right now? And even to just take a few seconds to say, this pickup location sucks. So I'm going to give you my cell phone number and you can text me memes while you're stuck there for an (laughs) extra two hours. Like that stuff goes a long way than knowing. I feel like sometimes people will like hold a certain amount of profit, knowing that four hours from now, they're going to get a call about... Whoa, I told you! Oh, there it
1: is! Did you do that on purpose? No! <laughs> you gotta it. answer it. You gotta answer, answer it. it. <laughs> hey, Mom! I, I, realize, I, hung, I just hung up on them. <laughs> <laughs> like, who could it be? <laughs>
0: it's one of those That's that creepy rings, like,
1: 50 times, too, you guys.
0: <laughs> Dude. No uh, I don't even ever. want... I can't even get started on that. But uh, that's so funny. But yeah, I think being transparent and and instead of holding revenue or or profit aside for when the issue is going to occur, it is just a smarter play. Like, just be honest with them. Let them know, like, if this ends up happening, I've got a certain amount here that I can give you for attention. But, like, don't set them up for it this is the environment where like you're gonna find that more because it's so hard to find drivers that people are just gonna like yeah you're gonna be like in and out it's a van load or no no I'm not gonna be in and out like <laughs> it's it's gonna be a little bit tougher. and you know what
3: too is carriers kind of have whatever say they want so if they start working with a brokerage that mm-hmm. maybe is not super accessible they are not answering the phone when they have detention or a problem well Okay. Next, you know, so I think it's important for on our end too that we're taking time to really like listen and understand the issues that the drivers having because we need to keep these people on our team. So,
1: I'm mm-hmm. oh, over here
0: with Andrew Teal's no, comment. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I say something weird? No, <laughs> listen, I, I'm I'm Teal. <laughs> i'm already in this like you know me i'm already been trying to figure out butter bread and now him being here is like throwing i I, you know, I don't have time for your energy today
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> it says grace we've been trying to reach you about your car's expiring warranty hung up on them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, <laughs> I saw that your point was really great i just saw that <laughs> cracking up over here so um i think that uh I think that we have hit on so far, we've hit on rising fuel costs. It seems like, even though I see people, drivers bitching on Facebook and people bitching, I think they're just bitching to bitch. Because yeah. it seems like they're still making money. So I'm like, what are you, what are you getting so mad about?
0: That's what um, I use social media for. Isn't that what we've all been just doing? That's <laughs> true.
1: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I mean, that's the entire show right now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> or, or every, every Friday. <laughs> Um, we're talking about driver shortage and capacity. Uh, you know, one point I wanted to go back about the driver shortage, which was really interesting is that, uh, I had Doug Wagner on my show a couple times and he's an LTL expert. And he told me that they don't have driver shortage as much in the LTL area because, because they, they don't have to do obviously the long hauls, mm-hmm. um, get them home time, oh, yeah. and the pay tends to be better as well. Um, so I thought, I thought that was really interesting. Is anybody seen anything in the market where we're not doing as much long hauls and we're trying to find ways to get drivers home sooner? No, or- I disagree. Think- <laughs> I disagree. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
3: <laughs> don't get me right. I'm sure there's plenty of that, but like, there's so much like over the road, long 250 mile plus. I mean, it's, it's very, cause that's what I used to do is I used to, Look for freight that was that was able to get our company drivers home every night, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's very hard. And a lot of that freight is is um for bigger, larger companies anyway. A lot of companies have their own private fleet, so their private fleet is usually what they have the short hauls. So uh, finding like outside drivers for that type of thing is, in my experience anyway, is is harder.
0: I I guess the point I wanted to touch on was I noticed in you hit like perfect on the mileage aspect. I I've seen mileage dropping. I think that there's more warehouse space going up. I think that you're seeing because we want everything here now. You're seeing more of these like micro fulfillment centers um, where you know they're I, here's a perfect example and I kind of hate it if you think about it in full picture but. When everything closed down, Amazon started buying malls. The thing that they made irrelevant, yeah, to that use as ironic. warehouse space. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's like you took this stuff out of there to just put it back in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it. They're doing that so that they can then they can actually hit that next day or the new you know two hour delivery window and things that they're doing. But um, I I'm interested. I don't think it's like gonna happen in the next couple of years, but I'd say in the next 10 years, like how much more uh, drivers are gonna just be able to, to come home because they're only going from a 200 to 400 mile warehouse uh, moves at the, right. at the most. I had noticed in the
2: comments too, that someone mentioned autonomous driving and that will help with driver, the driver shortage. Um, you know, we talked about this yesterday, but I, you know, I, first of all, I don't think that's coming for a while. Second of all, you know, we have planes in the sky that fly themselves, but yet you still see pilots in the cockpit, right? And, you know, I don't know, I don't own a Tesla, but I've been in one. And obviously when you're driving around, like it'll say self-driving turned off. If a little speck of dust gets on one of those cameras, you know, (laughs) the idea that Right, freight will never just be left alone. Like, who's going to leave? You know, um, you, if you get a flat tire, there's an issue with the truck. You're not just going to leave freight on the side. So, I think we all understand that there needs to be a body in the truck. And then you yeah. could argue, well, does it doesn't need to be a CDL, you know, licensed driver. I would think so. I, you know, we would still put a pilot in the cockpit of a plane. So, I, you know, I, I still. I'm um, uh, thinking that there's definitely going to need to be drivers for the
0: um, foreseeable future. Really well, and if we if idea. we could open it up to 18 year olds, the people we let fight for our country no issue, right. then maybe we could uh, add a, a couple of
1: people to the roster. They can All go right. to war, yeah, but they can't drive a truck. And oh, by the way, they can't exactly drive anymore either. <laughs> yeah,
0: handle <laughs> this AK, but please don't cross the <laughs> border. And
1: don't smoke a cigarette. Yeah, you don't smoke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I find that so funny. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> <Horrible>. <laughs> but that's a really good point. If there was a way where kids who didn't want to go mm-hmm. to college could have this lucrative opportunity to drive a truck and grow up in that mm-hmm. environment, I mean, there are a lot of good companies out there. So, so one other question that was listed off uh, that was in the comments as well is what is the appeal? For drivers to go from um, owner to be their own operator versus working for a company that has everything handled for them?
3: More money. They don't have
1: to share.
3: Uh, but, you know, I used, I used to talk to a lot of owner ops, and it's, it's hard because they have to do everything on their own. They have to do the invoicing and all that right. stuff. They
1: have to- I hate that. It's yeah. so much admin.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think I'm sure there are companies that do it for them, but, you know, they still have to plan everything on their own. So they're their own dispatcher Mm -hmm. and that's a lot of work. So if you have that time and you're able to be self-starter and do that, then great. But that's why I think a lot of companies utilize brokerages because we're basically doing the work for them. They can kind of pick and choose whatever they want to um, do. So uh, I I know Tristan, you probably have a little more insight on that, but
4: I mean... Not really, I guess. <laughs> not really. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's not really. I mean, the end, so the I will say too. The other thing is, owner ops work for themselves, so they don't have to. They're they they do not have a company that says you need to take this cu- this customer's freight for the, them. They can basically decide. Mm, no, I don't want to take this. I'm gonna instead chase spot and make my own money, and then I'll come back when I'm ready. Uh, and you know that well, is hard because you you can't blame them because, but um. All goes back to relationships. You know, when you have relationships with those owner ops,
4: they're they're not going to do that. Hopefully (laughs) back back when we got started, um, what you talked about having your own authority, all the paperwork, all the requirements, it was a lot. Um, I see a lot of people wanting to lease on to other companies for that exact reason. Just like you said, they have to dispatch their own loans, do their in, in, own invoicing and whatever. And, and it is mm-hmm. difficult with all the different changes, you know, with the laws and regulations being changed. A lot of people don't want to deal with that. It's a lot of headache. The admin side is mm-hmm. a huge with having a trucking company of your own. Like personally, I had to hire people for that specifically. I have someone that does all my invoicing. I have someone for my compliance because I'm too busy. I used to do it all myself. So on the flip side, I will say that social media has made trucking very sexy, very attractive. Mm -hmm. So many people are jumping into the industry. Right. And so I just... When you said I have probably have more insight, I just have mixed (laughs) feelings about it. Really, because it's difficult. It's difficult, and I tell people that we fail. That's the first thing I did when I came into the trucking industry was fail, and and we had to start over. There was a lot of things I didn't know, wasn't educated. Um, That paperwork killed me, and now it's different. You know, things are totally different for me now. But I think social media has made people believe they should You got a couple dollars jump into trucking and they don't know what's coming afterwards. You know, like, you know, things get tough, things get difficult. We just had a pandemic. So I just have mixed feelings about it. Well, and
2: I'll I'll say this, there's a lot more education out there than there ever was. So as you mentioned with social media, yes, it's, it's glamorized. The freight rates are amazing. So it's like, I should go off, but you know, Tristan, I want to plug you. I mean, you provide the education out there as well that allows for people to be able to finally not be dependent on trucking companies and they can go off as an owner operator and they can succeed and they can, um, you know, build their business with some strategic partners and build in some dispatchers and some back office solutions right, and right. you know, and and recognize that they can do this themselves. Technology today, you know, load boards and the access that you have. I mean, even from a factoring perspective, you used to have to walk into a truck stop to fax your invoice
4: and you paid a dollar. And that $1 we $1 definitely $1. have that experience. Why?
2: Now you take a picture with your phone and shoot it over for free and get paid the same day. So it's technology is making it easier for the carrier and the owner operator. Um, And the education is unbelievable that's out there. And, you know, leading ladies of logistics does that, you know, helps educate people on how to be a successful
4: trucking company
2: and, you know, a woman in trucking.
4: Yeah, that's what it was about. I made all the mistakes, a lot of them. And I, you know, I try to help other women avoid that. And it, you know, I didn't intend to be in trucking. It was never something like I was a little girl growing up saying, oh, I want to own a trucking company. I got into it to help a family member. And it was just so many things that we didn't know. My father-in-law was a great driver. He's been driving for 45 years now, but he didn't know how to run a company. He just knew how to get on the road and drive. So... Yeah, there's a lot of education, um, and I think people should take heed, you know, before they jump into this industry because <laughs> it's not for the weak.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: It's kind of sad that we're not retaining all
1: those folks who are jumping in as well. Yeah, as you exactly. I think about it, like I've seen, I've seen posts from football players, like former football players, saying that they're going to start a trucking company, and I'm like, oh god, how yeah, how hard that is. But you know, you know we should keep them too. We should keep, you know.
0: What's funny about this industry, too, is like it's very uh, when you come into it, you have to prove yourself financially more than like most industries I can think of. So it's like if you're going to start a new brokerage or start a new trucking company, you almost have to be more capital heavy than if you were just starting a restaurant or something of that nature, because no one you gonna have to pay your drivers faster than everyone else. Like you're gonna have to prove that um not only do you have the cash, but you have it right now. Um, especially like imagine being a truck driver and, and thinking to yourself, oh, produce season is picking up. I'm gonna jump into that. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that.
1: <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's just a picture that fell out. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, like, that was a full cool picture of that. I should have known was going to fall off that table. Um, I was like, God, "Don't worry about it." Um, anyway, you have to be able to put more cash up front. So produce, right? Like you're a lot of times you are going to have to pay to get unloaded. You're going to have to pay lumber fees, and we all know how shippers like to pretend that doesn't exist. And then once you get there, be like, "Oh, you don't have five hundred dollars in cash." So, yeah, I would. I think it's uh, interesting the people that are entering it because like any other type of financial uh, investment, like if you're going to look at the stock market, like you definitely shouldn't get into Bitcoin when it's super hot. Like the point of it is to get into it when it's actually more of a risk uh, and and take out that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, be very cautious, follow Tristan, take her classes because There's a lot of small things that are gonna hurt you.
4: You know what, Grace? I still tell people, just because there's a class, it does not mean that this is for you. It's not for everybody. The industry is not for everybody everybody wants to be a broker. Everybody should not be a broker. Like, first of all, I think I got a wild hair up my butt because I was a freight agent for several years. And I had this idea like, oh, let me help these women. So I started a brokerage. And then when I did, I'm like, did I lose my mind or what? You know, things were great for me as an agent. Everybody doesn't need to be a broker. Everybody doesn't need to start a brokerage or a trucking company. There's so many other support roles in transportation that's needed. Go, go, Get into some of that. You know, I just think a lot of people jump in and I'm guilty. I, I know personally, like from social media, um, transportation has allowed me for sure to start other companies. But of course, that was not back in 2009. That was in the last few years. Back right. in 2009, I didn't know if we were going, coming, staying or what. Yep. So, again, I said, you know, I'm I'm probably one of those people. You see it affords you a certain lifestyle, but a lot came with that. So I I put that out all the time. It's not for everybody. It's just not. Yeah.
3: I think there's a lot of small brokerages starting up because they see Mm -hmm. what others done, like get rich quick. They don't realize Mm -hmm. um, most shippers are not going to bring on a true brokerage with no actual trucks. I mean, that a lot of, you know, corporate is they've just X'd out broker. Even saying the word broker now is even like, oh, no, no, no.
1: Nope, oh, your broker. It is so funny. This conversation drives me nuts. Amanda and I have talked about this before many times, actually, because it drives me up the wall, which is shippers will say, no, we don't use brokers. We're not using brokers. But the majority of them use peer brokerages, either their computers yeah. actually understand that there's no assets they just don't know. <laughs> and I've busted a couple of big shippers and I've been like, you know, Coyote doesn't have any assets. <laughs> To see them, there's not any assets, don't? Yeah. <laughs> and then the other thing is too is that shippers they won't admit it. And I know y'all are in the comments, but so I'll admit it for you, which is you like brokers because they are the ones who have to
4: pay, they're your banks and they're your insurance companies. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yep. they vet those carriers, we go through choose. that whole process, you know, they don't have to do that, we we no. do that. I have to make sure they have all the requirements, the insurance. So we we work. Some people think brokers just sit behind a desk and we don't do much. That's it's BS. Wait, do, you guys know,
0: do you guys know about, um, well, Cassandra, you definitely know, is that uh, PACA, right? Like, how can, can we get PACA for sure? Where, like, they don't. So PACA is what uh, produce uh companies can reach out to it's a government organization that basically if they're not getting their bills paid because they understand farms need to function on a certain pay period they will take their license from them to do business and i've always been like well why can't why don't brokers have that or why don't uh in between like Intermediates have that, so that when shippers are like, "Yeah, you know, about that rate I told you we could do," like it turns out my boss didn't like it. Like, I don't care, but you get mm-hmm. stuck in the spot where you know if you're a small and you're growing, like, oh, what's my revenue going to do if I just say no to this? And I always just thought that was super interesting. Like, brokers have to get a uh, bond in case we do it, but then like shippers know that a worst case scenario, uh, they could run away forever. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy.
1: Amanda, are you still seeing that in your segment of the industry? I know that you're really close with a lot of your customers, so maybe it's not, you know, not as much, but are you still hearing that I only work with asset companies? Um, Even though I've heard with your side of the industry, which is flatbed, it's a lot of work for a broker.
5: Um, it can be. I mean, like personally, I mean, I love it, but um, yeah, I mean, the the broker rejection is just like a broken record. I mean, I hear it every fucking day. Excuse me, every day because <laughs> you know I'm making cold calls every day trying to get it, put my foot in the door somewhere. Oh, we only use asset based brokers. And I'm like, you just have to. Have, you have to. You know, you get kind of crafty and spin it around and try to change their mind. You're not going to change it. Maybe in that call, but you keep calling every couple of weeks and, you know,
3: I think it's because, think it's because
5: the, break them down. The term,
3: <laughs> the term broker has gotten such a bad stigma in the past because mm-hmm. everybody thinks double brokering. So people think of the term, broker they, don't even know and they, think, they don't know who, yeah. has, who has your load. Yeah, who, And a lot of times are the carriers we're putting your loads on, you know, the shippers loads, we have a better relationship than maybe some of our own asset drivers. I've, I know that's definitely been the case where my dudes who will text me, give me updates all day long, and I can't get in touch with our own company driver, you know, so there's that too. And obviously it all depends on the nature of the freight, you know, right. Consistency, where is it shipping into all those things, um, play a huge part. So you really have to like strike the balance on, on where brokers are going to be the most beneficial and where they're not, and then Mm -hmm. assess
1: how, you're going to bring the most value to that shipper and figure it out from there.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I would, like a Kurt, sure. I would like to say to
1: Kurt A, who just made a comment saying "no class," and I think that's reference to Amanda cursing on my show. I curse all the time on my show, but what I would like to say is that sorry, not sorry. Moment, I'll be the one who says this. Is that it was a man on my show who said the f word? There's no way that anybody in the comments would have said "no class." I just want to point that out. Kurt out. A, please dig deep mm-hmm. down inside of yourself and think Kurt, about- Kurt hey, who is that? We were doing oh, so well I'm not I'm mentioning at that. At- I know. I I'm like, well, so you're fucking wrong. Right now. It's trucking and all, everybody swears. In right. So <laughs> what a woman swears? You know how many people send me messages saying, I wish you didn't curse so much, Cassandra. It's just so demeaning to your intelligence and da 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 da. I get those messages all the time. But on Freight Waves, you know, Craig Fuller can go fucking curse at some conference in front of everybody, but that's okay. It's cool because it's Craig Fuller and he's a man. Okay, I'm done. Uh, uh, i really
5: tell you that we. Right, <laughs> words and well, actually we ta- greater intelligence. So fuck off.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, so we talked about all the other difficult things. What about being a woman in transportation? Is that difficult?
5: Depends on how you want to shape it. I mean, it's hard industry just by itself. Egos are huge. I mean, but it, I mean, whatever. I mean, we're yep. we're the we might be the fairer gender, but I mean. I'm, I don't take shit off anybody.
4: <laughs> yep, <laughs> me, there, either. You know. <laughs> me either. Me <laughs> yeah. either. My biggest challenge
5: is, is industry, you just have to, you have to have a really strong back backbone. You have to be thick exactly. skin. You have
3: to,
2: you have to be in. okay
5: definitely with you yeah horrible names, strangers you've never met, and like that are pissed about whatever something happened out of our control. You're just like, okay, I only got called the c word three times this week, right?
3: Great. Great! I would say um, I, I, we're probably. Gonna, I'm probably going to get a ton of bad comments, but I think women are better at our industry <laughs> in a lot of ways, just on the like empathy side. You know, the fact that we're a little more in tune to maybe the nonverbal or whatever. If we have a pissed off driver, we would probably be able to handle that situation better than you know Chad, who is. <laughs> golfing whatever <laughs> who's on the golf course and's like no dude I'm whatever I'm, I digress but you know what I mean you know we yeah, know a lot of times know. come off a little more understanding than maybe a male um mm-hmm. perspective
1: but I, I, I mean, love that was that was this comment kind of- too it says it can be a useful tool knowing that when I enter into discussions I'm often underestimated I love that comment because I can be too and I'm sure it's not just a woman thing right I'm sure if you're a man and you're not as outspoken or you're quiet or you're minority. I don't know. It could be lots of context. You're underestimated,
5: but sometimes that's really
1: good being underestimated.
5: I was not to say like, like underestimate it. the shit out of me. I don't care. Like, yeah. because I'm a... i am
1: like, I mean, I, joke, like,
2: I was raised ahead. by my dad and my uncle and, you know, they're big sports guys and Playboy was on the coffee table. I don't apologize for that. You know, I yeah. was raised by strong men. And, you know, my whole thing is, if you're going to dish it, be prepared to take it. Um, but I, you know, I want to play ball with the guys too. And I want to show them I can keep up and, you know, I'm detail oriented. I love our carriers and our clients and our brokers and I can build relationships and, you know, we can do it just as well as they can. I've, you know, Do I think about being a woman in logistics? Sure. But do I think of it in a positive way? Absolutely. It's been good to me. I absolutely love it. I love my male, you know, coworkers. I've got some great guys, but like, I mean that what you just said, Cassandra. As far as like the curse, I'm like that's what we do. You know what I mean? Like we just when we get those comments, we just roll with it and say, "Hey, I'm not going to apologize." Like I know, you know, you do it, we do it.
4: Yep, yep. It's the industry.
5: It's literally common language. Like yeah, it's it not-
4: is. It is. Grace, you know, I have to say the same. When I first came into the industry, it was difficult to be a woman, but now we get so, my organization, we get so much support from men. I mean, a lot of great industry leaders, so it's definitely different. It's it's different now, for sure. I mean, I know it's still tough for some women, but I can honestly say we've been getting a lot of support from the men in the industry, so.
1: Grace Sharkey, how have you been doing as a woman in in leadership? Um, I have a lot of opinions on this, but I know that you've held um, some c level positions yeah. and have a lot of experience.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, it's. Uh, I was going to touch on it when Abby was kind of uh, working on it a little bit, but I think sometimes when we say like women are are better at it because we can come to a more common ground. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. I think that we almost um, we combat. Being called maybe a bitch or, or too strong by coming immediately to a common ground, um, it's something I've struggled with. Um, just even like personally being kind of not a pushover, but sometimes just like, like, no, I I do hear you. I do understand the point that you're making. It's it's not not registering right here. The problem that I'm having is that because A, B, and C. That isn't going to be the best choice, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes um, w- women have to spend more time doing their due diligence, spend more time um, kind of like reciting what they're going to say in their head before actually speaking up. And I so when I take tests, like as a te- like you know in college and stuff like that, I was that person that if I change my answer, I got it wrong. Like my gut yeah. instinct was usually yeah. right. And so I really try to push myself to like not second guess what something is telling me deep down inside. Um yeah. one thing that I'm like kind of learning or not even learning but more of just like taking on as like a mantra is if someone gets angry it's usually n- not you. It's an insecurity they're dealing with. And I do it or too. like at home too. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes they'll get mad about something and I'm like, are you really upset with that person? Or are you just like insecure about where you are at this point in time right now?
4: Mm-hmm. So I
0: think sometimes like dealing with drivers or even dealing with um, being in a level or dealing with you know bosses and things like that it's smart to not take it personally and to almost right. skip to, okay, what's that insecurity that I'm pushing on right now, and what can I do to either mend that or or, or help them feel more secure, um, in, in order to get to that common ground without me just like folding
1: to make it to a common
0: ground. Does that make sense? Yeah, it mm-hmm. makes mm-hmm. Really yeah. sense.
1: I like Dina said over here that women are more open to, as a general, tend to be more open to alternative solutions, and I think that's yeah. I think that's pretty true. I think that's true. Um, I also think that there's a downfall as well. Uh, in all the places that I've worked, I try my hardest to always hire as many women as possible and build a very powerful women group. Um, and and I will tell you that I often have to coach women because they will blame themselves. For a lot of things that are not their fault at all, not even close, um, and they're very, very hard on themselves. Very hard. We, on themselves.
2: we tend to apologize when we shouldn't. I I know yep. I do that. Um, you know, we've got a women in logistics organization at OTR that we started years ago um, because I was there, and a woman left because she said, "I really don't see a lot of working women yet." And I was like, "Well, we're we're a lot younger. Like most of our you know employees just haven't gotten to that." place we're starting families and having children yeah and they're like you know logistics and freight it's 24 7 i just don't think that this is an industry where i could like be a career woman have a family and in that moment this was many years ago i was like i'm gonna show everyone that we can do that we can have a career and we can you know be in this industry um, and be great moms too but there's a balance as well and i will say this this is one thing i'm a stickler about if my male counterparts can show up to a board meeting, so can I. So I do think like to be a queer woman, we have to have that balance and we have to figure out how we're gonna do it. Just like the men, you know, they have people covering at home for their families. I do that as well. And I have to find a balance with doing that. But if it's if I need to be there and I need to show up, I always do. Um, if, if the men can be there, so can I. Um, and I'm, I find that to be very important, but I do wanna show women, you can have a career and a family and be in this industry and be very successful. But I, I want to definitely empower women to, to be here and, uh, and
0: both. I, I want to touch on that really quick. I like, and it's just so funny because I just did something in Grand Rapids about this topic. I think it's very important for people to, especially male leaders, to digest the, the phrase, uh, uh, work-life balance, because I think sometimes right. when you're talking to women, what you're really saying to them is, you wanna have a family someday and you're gonna need time to balance that, where it's like, sometimes that balance is like, no, I have friends I would like to visit on the weekend, or oh, I have lunch, like,
2: I'm, yep. yeah.
0: It, 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 I'm gonna touch on something very sensitive that I, I want to put on the table because uh, yeah. as more women get into this industry, especially drivers, like people really need to understand this. There is a large group of women who can not have children. Mm-hmm. So when you bring up to them that you want to make life perfect for them so that they can someday have a family, mm-hmm. you have just put yourself 10 steps behind in that woman's mind and you have cornered her into an insecurity that she is probably very much so dealing with. So I, I just, I get really frustrated when I see conversations like this, Mm -hmm. where people are like, you know, I want to, I want to make this role so that they could take care of children. Like, One, not a lot of us care about kids. I'm a great aunt and I'm going to keep killing at being an aunt and uh, I'll work on the kid thing later. But like there is a lot of people that struggle to even in a point to have a child and no woman is going to sit at a table across from you and be like, that's not true for me because I can't have a child. No, she's going to go home and she's going to cry and she's going to eat four pints of ice cream about. So <laughs> it's, it's it's true. true. And I, it it's is, a and wonderful sh- point. Yeah, it's, a, very it's good a point. You're not gonna dig yourself out of the hole. Like you're It you just like you
1: lost a really hard battle to fight against. So yeah. just I wanna don't peek even on that put it back like, yeah. Even more is that um one time I sat in a leadership meeting and uh, the one of my peers had just she just had a child or something, I don't remember what it was. Uh, Maybe it was like she had a child three months before we were sitting in a meeting. And my boss, he said, hey, Cassandra, I want you to take on this project. Um, It is going to require you to work a couple weekends this month, blah, 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 blah. But you're already working weekends anyhow, so you're OK. I know that Samantha over here can't take this project because she's got kids. And I was like, "Ooh." Oh, I see. Oh, I see how this is this is going down. And like, but then his mind—that's he felt like he was doing a favor for this woman who had kids. And Cassandra can handle it. She doesn't have any kids. She can work the weekends. And I—I I thought that was really interesting. Um, and I thought about that for a long time. And I was like, "Damn, man, I need to like have a kid so I can have my weekends." <laughs> or <laughs> or even OCR even laughing. I know she's laughing at that. <laughs> well, and even the anyway. opposite. Now it's like
0: in your head, you're like oh shoot, like, should I not have kids so I can continue developing my career? Like yeah. you literally heard yeah. two people in that
4: comment. So it's mm-hmm. like- Well, um, Grace, so for someone like me with a disabled kid, I left my good government job mm-hmm. to be full time in transportation mm-hmm. because I had to work for myself so that I could make my own schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, my boss looked at me and said, so how much longer are you gonna have to take your son to therapy? Mm -hmm. And I'm looking like, do you have any kids? Because you have some nerve even asking me that. You know, so it's just all around. It is.
1: And that's the thing about COVID, though, is that someone was saying this uh, to me a couple weekends ago, that COVID has made employers much more sensitive to families um, Mm -hmm. and to people just in general and where they're going and they're traveling. And it has offered the opportunity um, to... I mean, on one on one hand, I work too much, but on the other hand, you know, I can have the opportunity to go do whatever the heck I want to do. Yeah. Well, travel in,
3: travel in general has, has gone down so much, and it probably will never be the same as far as business goes, you know? Like, we've realized, oh, shoot, we can kind of right. do this to a point. Obviously, like, face-to-face meetings, in my opinion, are still way more valuable, and those are still always going to be paid basically put you over the top instead of just Zoom calls or whatever, but.
1: For sure. Well, um, you guys, this has been absolutely amazing. Um, I can feel already that there are going to be lots of little nuggets that we're gonna do spin-off videos on. Uh, I hope you guys join me again next month. Even in the comments are saying that there are so many um, amazing people on the show right now with great experience. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thank you very much. And I think in Mad Trapless, and next Friday, we will have the famous Freight Godfather on. Um, I'm trying to think. I've got a whole bunch of great people. Michael Caney's going to be on. We've got somebody from DAT on. We're going to talk about RFPs. So tune in. That'll be a juicy topic. I know that um, Grace Sharky loves RFP season. (laughs) And have a great weekend, everybody. And thank you to our sponsors, Swan Leap, OTR, and JJ. Bye. 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 Go Pack.